Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Welcome to Shot of History. Fill me with your knowledge, Traco. Fill me. Come on, guys. Stop ruining things with your semen, okay? <laughs> And welcome back to Shot of History, where the history goes down smooth, or no, the shots go down smooth, <laughs> and the history hits you hard. Uh, today, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, Devin is going to be our lead historian. He found some really awesome information that he's totally digging. And today, I am going to be the color man, uh, moderately sized, slightly portly trike. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> God damn you, Draco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, bl- uh, I blame you and this stupid show. <laughs> oh, you got me, me like in history and stuff. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I was done with school, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, we should at least at least do our, our oh, introductions. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm Trake. I'm Stephanie. And I'm apparently the, the historian. historian, Big Dog. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And this show, as always, is brought to you by the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. Yes. And and a shot yes. for our fallen comrades. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, all right. <laughs> He's ready now. I'm. I am. Ooh. I'm high on life. And I, uh, I wish I see you have your. <laughs> I see you have your chaser there, Dev. What, mm-hmm. uh, what are you chasing it with this uh, week? My uh, chaser this week is the vanilla cream soda, a Dead World, called Geek Juice. Is that is that based on the popular comic Dead World by Caliber Comics? No, it, it can't be. Well, you're getting really good at these plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs. We're just having a conversation about <laughs> things we're drinking on the show. I don't know uh, what you're yes, talking Dead about. Yes, Dead World, uh, Dead World Comics uh, by Caliber Comics by Gary Reed. There we go. <laughs> Originally, not by Gary Reed, but now it's by Gary Reed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's a uh, it's a fantastic bouquet of vanilla, and it's clear, and it makes me think it's water. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's practically healthy. It's super healthy. It's oh, so healthy. Uh, which is funny because we're going to talk about medicine in the World War oh, One. Good segue. <laughs> in the World in War One. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like the Ohio State University. You have to put the in front of it. The Batman. <laughs> yeah, the Batman. The World War One. The Ohio State University. The University of Michigan. <laughs> um, so yeah, Trico uh, somehow got me to go down this rabbit hole of research mm-hmm. um, for World War One and. Uh, I found I found out about a lot of stuff uh, that's uh, that's medical related. Sweet. And uh, some of it is about skin grafts. Some uh, of uh, some of it's about plastic surgery. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna regale you. Awesome. Oh my god, I'm so ready for this. <laughs> regale the hell out of you. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't know if you know this or not, but. Uh, there was a lot of injuries during World War One. Like a lot of people were dying, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, probably some, one of the lesser known things is that uh, the first blood bank was actually established during World War One um, on the front lines. It uh, nineteen seventeen is the 
about the the time that they established it. Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, you know good refrigeration back then, so it, it really it really counted on people donating a lot of blood a lot of Constantly, the time. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, and we see, we see anti clotting agents and all that kind of pop up, and, you know, which is kind of weird because you would think people would be developing clotting agents because <laughs> you'd really want to clot the shit out of someone's uh, gun wound. Yeah. But uh, so you know, we, we get the we get the rise of anti clotting agents. We get the rise of of blood donation um we get you know people started figuring out that they needed to specialize in wound management um people setting bones and 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 whatnot um but there's two guys that i want to focus on the big two the big two um one kind of goes on to become the father of plastic surgery and uh and one kind of gets lost to history um he's not He's not super well known, but he actually inspires the first guy to actually go on to be the father of of plastic surgery. Um, so the first guy is uh, Sir. He gets knighted at some Ooh. point in time. Sweet. Sir Harold Delph Gillies. He's a uh, a New Zealand born doctor of otolaryngology. Um, so that's uh, of the nose, throat, and and, and whatnot. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like an ENT. Uh, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he studies at Cambridge, and uh, he becomes well. Uh, he's he's a well-known practical joker. This this guy, <laughs> he tells all the jokes, and people hate him for it. <laughs> like a lot of his friends. They hate the guy. <laughs> we like you, but yeah. you're also a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practical, he goes at, at one point. Like uh, he puts flaming dog poop on, on um, porches, or later in life, he, he sews uh, a guy's nose to his. Throat, so he, he develops a hanger. <laughs> he develops. He patents a hanger. Of all things, like this doctor patents a hanger, as you do, um, (laughs) that hangs up your coat and trousers. (laughs) Awesome. So when he's at, uh, so when he's at dinner meetings with with colleagues and family, and he doesn't want to wear trousers or his coat. Yes, he 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 just demonstrates his his hanger. (laughs) So he takes off his pants in front of the dinner guests (laughs) and hangs his trousers. The whole time knowing he has other trousers on, but people are like, oh, I don't want to see your dick, man. (laughs) I think I just found my go-to move. (laughs) Let me show you how this hanger works. (laughs) Here you go. Get these trousers on. Mm -hmm, mm Um, but yeah, he he's he's super well known as a practical joker. He uh, he's actually part of the rowing crew at Cambridge, where Sweet. he studies his. You know, he becomes he becomes an actual doctor at Cambridge, and he becomes part of the 1904 uh, rowing team that wins the the, the crew rowing boat. You know, whatever that, yeah, that thing. It's rowing, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's not rowing. Nobody gives a shit about rowing. But they won, and that's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he also. <laughs> Uh, throughout his life becomes well known as being kind of a a dude that doesn't like to really do a whole lot of work. He's pretty aloof <laughs> about work. <laughs> the same reputation. Yeah. Um, at one, there, there's a story about he, he once stood up the, the opera singer Dame uh, Nelia Melba, uh, who was kind of big at the time. Um, she had an appointment with him, and he was too busy out golfing <laughs> to actually take her appointment. This, this golf game is very serious. Yeah. Cancel all my appointments. Yeah. <laughs> He he's not uh, he's not really uh, the best guy to be the father of modern plastic mm. surgery. That's awesome. um, 
and you know, I say the modern modern plastic surgery because plastic surgery has kind of been around for a long time. There's there's scrolls uh, from ancient Egypt that show people getting facial reconstruction. Oh yeah, it's been um, happening forever. And uh, you know, during the big syphilis outbreak in in Europe, uh, there's <laughs> reconstruction of the nose because apparently, and I didn't know this. If you get syphilis, your nose falls off. <laughs> well, awesome. if it goes untreated. Yeah, if it yeah, goes like, untreated. Like you you, you don't even know you have syphilis. All of a sudden, your nose is like, wow, it feels really yeah. loose. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm, oh, my God, I don't have a nose. Syphilis. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's terrible. Shouldn't have fucked that hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine uh, at the bar, you have, like, no nose, and you're like, no, I lost it in, like, you know, like a fencing duel. Like, <laughs> totally don't have syphilis. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of how uh, how the plastic surgery kind of takes off is people who get uh guys want to get punished <laughs> well no they get punished by getting their nose chopped off and well nobody wants to see that yeah so they're like well you know uh i guess we could kind of make you a new nose it's gonna it's gonna look like the dude from the the humpty dance song dude, but... yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but uh it's it's gonna look real professional <laughs> <laughs> like professional yeah. for you know yeah. that time yeah, yeah, like yeah. that level of skill yeah yeah so now uh, i'm starting to wonder if humpty hump had and <laughs> like really bad syphilis yeah yeah humpty had a lot of syphilis <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um i'm just wondering why they didn't use this for voldemort because like he didn't have a nose well but that's, he had syphilis. that's totally a muggle treatment <laughs> <laughs> but still yeah, <laughs> you would think somebody would be like, dude, just put on like a pay, fake just nose. Just get like a clown nose, yeah. like whatever. Like, you know, you can do something with that. Yeah, wear a pair of glasses, and it put honks. on a fake nose. <laughs> like, you can just pop <laughs> Voldemort's nose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sir Harold uh, Gillies, he's considered the, the, the father of modern plastic surgery and, and skin grafts. Um, he... He he served originally under the surgeon call, uh, named Charles Valdir. He uh, and Charles Valdir. It's it's interesting because you look back at his career, and he's not allowed to practice surgery. What happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> a long story. Yeah, uh, the 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 long and short of the story is, is that he's actually not a, a trained surgeon. Oh, he, okay. he just he's a a doctor of dentistry. And uh, I so, was expecting some like weird bestiality. Oh no no no! It's no. <laughs> not allowed to do surgery. Yeah, he's a uh, this motherfucker is. <laughs> he gave me a baboon penis. He's not oh, allowed to do surgery. Good lord, <laughs> a baboon penis. That, yeah, that's. What I want to upgrade to the grill model. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't want the red ass. I just want to be like a normal dick. <laughs> uh, but no, like so. You know he 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 signs up for the for the uh, for the military service for the military service. <laughs> I am a little drunk. <laughs> so he's, he's, he signs up to be uh, you know a doctor during the military and during the military. Jesus Christ, I am really drunk. So he signs up, right? Okay. <laughs> so he signs up, and uh, they need to uh, they need to assign this guy to Valadir. He's doing uh, reconstructive surgery on jaws due to all the wounds from gunshots and, and stabbings in the jaw. And explosives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot he, of that. he goes and serves under this guy. And the, the whole time, he's, he, just inf- he becomes infatuated with this whole concept of rebuilding jaws and rebuild, like being able to repair people that have um, 
fallen victim to these horrific wounds like burns from you know and um so he he ends up moving on he's like god fuck this guy (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i don't give a shit about the jaw anymore i want to give me a baboon (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so he he ends up going on he he moves to paris and he, he studies under uh uh mortison who is uh he's the most notable skin graft technologist like during the war cool. and he uh he you know he gets there and he he actually witnesses Mortison actually take and cut a tumor which is completely unrelated to the war at this point in time <laughs> yeah. he cuts a tumor off the guy's face and then skin grafts it which at the time skin grafts not commonly practiced uh, no <laughs> because you know like now we have you know microvascular surgery and and everything to like really make sure like the skin graft's gonna take <laughs> and uh i know this firsthand i don't know if you know this but you see this bad boy right here yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah this is how i got down the rabbit hole <laughs> is this is this bad boy right here because um harold developed the uh Oh, what? Let me let me see. Let me, let me look <laughs> at my notes. notes. <laughs> uh, he developed a technique called the uh, the walking pedicle, uh, the walking stock pedicle, or so basically he he developed this technique where a dick walked up your leg <laughs> towards <laughs> towards the graft area. So so it's a technique well, where you awesome. you take you take the skin. And you cut it, and you cut the soft tissue away, and you wrap it kind of around on itself. So that, so you know when you when somebody says, "Hey, is that uh, you know is that a dick in your pocket?" Or, <laughs> Are you just happy to see me? Well, actually, you know, I'm I'm it's badly scarred. My leg skin. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, no big deal. So so basically, what you do is it's it's this tube of skin that's anchored at two points on your leg, or where the closest point where you don't have damage. Um, and you cut one end and this stalk of skin walks up the body till it gets to the point where it needs to be treated. Like a slinky going down the stairs. Yeah, basically. Only yeah. going up. Yeah, so he develops... made of human flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh he develops this technology during the war and he doesn't become really known for it until later. Um, there's a there's a, a boat accident where a bunch of Navy guys get their faces burnt and whatnot and he ends up like using this technique to regraft basically 95% of these, these, these guys on this ship. Um, but during this whole time of during the war, he becomes, uh, he actually recognizes the fact that this war is really going to call for a large movement towards establishing plastic surgery hospitals. So he, uh, he convinces the, the, the major of the British, the British army to develop a, um, or establish a hospital in Cambridge for military wounds. And he, he outgrows this within a couple of months. And then he, uh, adempt, uh, develops, huh, man, I am really drunk. <laughs> awesome. Uh, he, you're, you're doing good. Yeah. yeah. You're doing good. He, so he, he, um, founds the Queens hospital in Sidcup in, uh, 1917. Um, while he's there, during this time, he does 11,000 surgeries on 5,000 different uh, wound victims. Oh, my uh, God. All of which are primarily focused on skin grafts. Um, that seemed to be kind of the, the main thing is it was always skin grafts. And there's actually a, a, a picture of a, a, a Navy officer that was serving in the, the Pacific that uh, got his face kind of burnt to where he had no eyelids. And... 
you you see the picture and it's like this weird flap of skin over the guy's face. Really? Yeah, it's super bizarre. Like I saw it, it's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he, he, you know, he develops at the time he develops the the technique for skin grafting that nobody yet, you know, skin grafting was kind of a big deal back then, but it yeah. wasn't ever developed to the point where people it would actually take. Uh, and he was actually the first guy to actually make it like a practice that people, that's what they did. Like, this is how you get skin from another part of the body and make it hold. So this whole time you've got this big dick of skin just like <laughs> flopping just around your body. body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Story of my life. Very, very attractive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, after the war, um, you know, being that he, he kind of advanced uh, plastic surgery to the point where he could actually experiment. Uh, he he goes on later in life to actually start doing f- uh, sex reassignment surgeries. Yeah. Wow, that awesome. early? Yeah. He uh, so in 1946, uh, he does the first ever female to male sex reassignment surgery on a on a cat called Michael Dillon. Um, he then uh, like a cat, like a literal like- cat. Yeah, yeah, a literal cat. You know, I'm 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 talking cat like, you know, he's a cool cat. You know? okay. I was like, oh my god, really a cat? Okay, you confused me. Jack, you're safe. Don't worry. But yeah, he, uh, you know, he goes on. He, you know, he leaves the war after developing all these techniques of of skin grafting and and re and reconstructing bone. And the first thing he does when he's out of the war later on in life is like, I'm going to give you a penis. Yeah. You know, uh, I noticed. He wants a dick. <laughs> I noticed you identify male and uh, you don't have the right parts down there. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, uh, he, he develops. He approaches women like, I bet you really want a dick. <laughs> yeah. So even back in. Several back slaps in... later. No, no. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like. All this time you've been saying you have a micro penis. No, no, no. I'm gonna help you out, bro. <laughs> so yeah, he he actually develops this whole procedure to make a penis appear out of thin air in 1946. <laughs> He's said, like, and for my you next know, trick, I, I've had nights where I've, I've wanted to have a penis just here out of thin air. Couldn't yeah. make it happen, but you know, <laughs> so good on him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, the dude. The dude, I, I just can't imagine like what was going through his head the night he's like, you know, I think, I think I can make a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he, awesome. he does that, and then like in 1951, he uh, he carried out the established technique to go actually turn men into women. He develops the the flap technique on uh, uh, Roberta Cowell. He actually does the first successful male to female hmm. sex reassignment, um, and all this coming out of his knowledge of like, okay, well, this is this is how we do, you know, this. He never goes back to being an ear, nose, and throat doctor. <laughs> He's like, like, I'm over it. Yeah. It's dicks and vaginas yeah. for the rest of my life. Which is which is kind of the story of everybody during the war, like nurses and doctors they all they all become super specialized in fields that they never attended to go into <laughs> in, in in college um but yeah he he does this and then uh he also you know after the war he establishes a a private um practice 
with his cousin, uh, Sir, who also got knighted, <laughs> Sir Archibald Mickendo, um, who goes on to become this, this also well-known name in plastic surgery. And they actually serve side by side in World War II. And they, they advance the, uh, you know, advance plastic surgery even further during that war. Um, which at the time it's like, oh, that's, that's not so bad. Guys were getting their faces melted off in World War One because <laughs> of gases. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it was so bizarre to see, like go through and like this guy, he kind of comes out of nothing from, from new New Zealand and he decides I'm going to go to Cambridge and then he gets transcripted into the war. And then he's like, well, I got to go f- fucking serve with this dude that I don't really like in Paris that, uh, is working on people's jawbones and he can't do surgery for himself. <laughs> and then he goes on and he like makes makes it possible for people that don't identify with the gender that they currently are to become the gender that they identify with. And I thought it was so weird <laughs> that this guy especially during that time frame like the 19 like 1946-1951 people weren't really like open to the idea that people identified as a different sex and yeah. the fact that he was the one that for 40 years his techniques were the established method for doing sex re- reassignment until you know the, the tuck i think that i think the new method for male to female is like this tuck method where you like basically turn the penis inside out it's it's really gross. <laughs> I, I don't know anything yeah. about all that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I watched a video the other day and I'm like, Ooh, you went too far down the I rabbit went, hole. I went way too far <laughs> yeah. down the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, he, you know, so he, for 40 years, he was the guy that everybody looked to, to like when they wanted the switcher. Yeah. When they wanted yeah. the, when they switcher. wanted the switcher. Room. switcher. <laughs> yeah. Super bizarre. He, you know, he, and this and his cousin, you know, eventually he goes on and he he uh, works on the the glamour boys from the Royal Air Force in World War in World War Two, and that's how he becomes kind of a big name. Sweet. And uh, but yeah, he he also he also actually later in life did artwork. <laughs> yeah, he, he like goes on. Did he draw penises and vaginas? No, no, no. I mean, like, what, no, like some of the it? hand art is like. This like guy smoking and he's got this big nose and it's like really bizarre artwork, but he actually goes on to like the, uh, what is it? Um, the foils art gallery in London, like does big exhibits of his artwork, um, after, you know, during his life. And he goes on and he's, he's like a big fisherman and like, <laughs> he's his, like I'm doing everything. <laughs> this, yeah. Well, this book that he writes in, uh, 1946 called, uh, where is it? The Principles and Arts of Plastic Surgery. Um, the guy that wrote it with him basically had to write the whole book because Gillies was too busy out fishing. So was he playing golf? <laughs> no, no, no. He, at that point in time, <laughs> he, awesome. was, he was more interested in actually fishing. Oh, okay. So yeah. he, he just picked up a new hobby. Yeah, I yeah. got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, Sir Harold Gillies, he's a, he's a weird cat, man. <laughs> He, awesome. But he, he established. He, he, he followed his passions, like, and, and he felt like that's well, what he wanted and to it's, go with it's it. weird because it, when, like, when you look at his early life, he he went into being a doctor for just because that was where the money was. He didn't really, yeah. he didn't really care about, and he was he's a well known like 
lazy doctor. Like he doesn't awesome. want to do anything. He was more interested in being like, I'm gonna go out and play around. Cool. So it's Check. like my general <laughs> practitioner. I yeah. go there for a physical. They just give. They're like, let me take your blood pressure and your temperature. Okay, you're fine. Get yeah. The fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what do I want to do about this? I don't know. You're the fucking doctor. Tell right. me. <laughs> But yeah, he, you know, it's, it's funny because this guy that had no interest in being like, he was a, he he obviously had interest in being a doctor, but like not the founding father of plastic surgery as we know it. And he he, he probably didn't know that he was going to end up making dicks one day. Like, I'm sure. Like, it's just like one day. So like, no, I was out on the golf course (laughs) (laughs) and this 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 chap, uh, he was having some trouble. <laughs> it's like some guy dared him that he couldn't make a vag. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, I bet you couldn't make a vag. Dude, I can make anything out Game, of human flesh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Sir Sir Harold uh, Delph Gillies. Hmm. Yeah. So it, you know, as atrocious as World War One was, I mean, there are definitely some technological yeah. advances that came from it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was the war that defined how to set bones, how to do blood transfusions for you know when you didn't have a a person there to actually do the transfusion because before mm-hmm. that you had to have someone yeah, there. Yeah, basically they put yeah. that in one arm and then. Yeah, the they put they put a needle in, in put a needle in one artery and then put a needle in a vein and then yeah. transfer blood that <laughs> exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Super safe, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then Sir Harold Gillies comes along. And he's all like, "I'm gonna make a dick out of nothing." <laughs> this dude's leg skin, dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way, just, I mean, it's so logical. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, that's actually, uh, that's actually time. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, Deb. You, you handled it. And I didn't even talk about Charles Van, uh, Valdelier, however you pronounce it. Vala- Voldemort. Charles Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. It's going to, it's going to come back to Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> Who Got is it. actually the guy that inspired, uh, Voldemort? Gillies. Oh. Yeah. That <laughs> inspired Gillies to go into the plastic surgery and he actually gets, lost to history which we'll we'll talk about next he should have made dicks dude that's, <laughs> that's how you fame. get your claim yeah. to fame man <laughs> yeah that's making dicks. when you're making dicks make that's dicks. where the money's at mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's all i got we did it that was awesome yeah yeah i uh i'm proud of you i'm like a, a proud father watching my young history <laughs> baby grow up so fast. A young history you, baby. Just wait till we get to the Charles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think I was drunk now? <laughs> Next week I'm gonna drink even more. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, pre-drunk. <laughs> and I'm gonna get drunk on the show. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's all I got. I mean, we I could talk about McIndoe a little bit, but. Uh, He's definitely World War II era. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. leave him for World we'll War II. We'll let that slide. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll pop some plugs. Do I got to pop the plugs? And some the... There we go. <laughs> yes, I don't even... You would try to do it. And you I just know. end up yeah. like, stabbing yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's like, shit, I'm not going to pop these plugs. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to go get the butt plug from the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time picking out plugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be upstairs picking them out. Like, should I should I use the black one or the pink one? Call back. That's what we call it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, yeah, right. so we're popping the plugs. All Try right. Who wants to start? I'll go Who first. Who wants to pull out their plugs? <laughs> uh, I would like to plug Drunk Dorks, um, which is another podcast website. I'm involved in a lot of shit. Yeah, I, I need to like get my shit together. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I'm that's why I've been wrapping up my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, drunkdorks.com. Um, it's me and three of my friends, uh, Brett, Rico, and Shim, who's my BFF for like the last 18 years, and uh, it's all about everything nerdy, and we get really fucking stupid. So it's, it's really <laughs> awesome. fun. And then also the Waystation, my other podcast uh, at podcastdetroit.com. So do you, does it only play through Podcast Detroit's feed or is there a um, separate feed for it? Well, right now we're on Google Play and okay. um, I'm waiting for iTunes and Stitcher to come back. Ah, sweet. So pretty soon, like, I'm assuming by like next week we'll be on there. Give or take. Maybe by Five like, weeks. you know, a few <laughs> weeks, whatever. So by weeks. the time this show plays. Yes, we'll yeah. definitely be on when this one airs. For yeah. sure. I'm always really awesome. lazy. I just go on Podcast Detroit's website, and that way I can listen to your show and then listen to uh, Ninja Starship and Elegant Weapon. There's like a ton of them on there, so I just like go on the the website. I don't listen. stream. I listen to yours first. You get first dibs oh, on my Trico, my eardrums. <laughs> and then, sorry, Jimmy and uh, and Jay, but yeah, you guys get like the they're sloppy good guys, seconds. and their shows yeah. are really good. So. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, what else? What else you got? Any other plugs? That was it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. This week, as every week, uh, got to plug Wicked Radio Network. Awesome. Uh, Snake Oil Comics at snakeoilcomics.com. Very good show. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's all right. It's all about the Travis guy. There's a that devil Viking guy on there, there that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see. Uh, I'll plug... Uh, Salty Language this week is another Sweet. podcast that I like to uh, listen to. Uh, it's a couple guys from, they say they're from Ohio, but they're really technically in Michigan. Oh. <laughs> Are they like right on the border or something? Yeah, they're like in Temperance, Michigan, so it's like, Why it's would they pretty close. Ohio, though? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Salty Language guys, I've also been on their show. Um, Sweet. I'm hopefully in a couple of months, we'll be on their show again for the michigan summer beer festival Ooh, uh, nice. recap yeah. yeah that'll be real fun <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a night you won't remember yeah I'll be, I'll be like get up the next day and i'll be like yeah i think i had that beer i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of blended together <laughs> but uh yeah salty language uh at saltylanguage.com at salty underscore language on on twitter cool yeah check those guys out they're they're a blast cool sounds sweet um let's see for this week i will plug uh there's a comic series by a fan of ours it's just another day dot the comic series.com it's by blue raven he was uh he was in our our uh, audience for our first ever episode our first two ever episodes yeah and really cool yeah. guy so check out his uh yeah his he comic had series. Uh, trouble stifling his laughter yeah <laughs> like, thank god somebody finds this funny yeah. Yeah. thank god <laughs> I mean, yeah. we find ourselves funny, so that's I really think we're hysterical. <laughs> I, I listen to our show like three times, and I crack up every time. <laughs> I still crack up when Devin's, or was it you or Devin was like, Audrey's been missing for three weeks. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was one of us. It was, it was yeah, one yeah. of us. I'm going to say it was probably Stephen. <laughs> 
but yeah um so yeah it's uh someone besides the three of us that find is really funny <laughs> so check out his <laughs> uh, his comic series um, he clearly has good taste yeah, yeah. Just oh saying. clearly <laughs> Um, I'd like to plug the uh, History Podcast. If you go on Twitter, it's at HistoryCast. Um, and basically, if you want like different History Podcasts, you just go to their website, and it's like an encyclopedia of like every History Podcast available. So you just... You know, you go to them, and you find whatever interests you, if it's the Ancient Egypt or really random drunken stuff like ours or <laughs> like anything Very you want. Very random drunken stuff. <laughs> anything you want it's all on there um let's see i'll also plug uh rich bloom um he's an artist uh i've met him a few times he's a really cool guy and he listened to our show a lot so i will uh <laughs> good will old rich him. bloom yeah. uh Thanks, he does the, the artwork cover artwork for the series cowl by image yeah yeah he's yeah. very cool um so yeah, if you need like some artwork done, hit this guy up because his work's like really good, and he has like a really cute baby. I saw it like at Comic Con, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this guy like needs to make lots of money to buy this baby toys because it's so cute. So <laughs> <laughs> this baby needs everything. Yeah. I believe that con was C two E two. It's all a blur now of cons. <laughs> um, so uh yeah um so like buy his artwork or anything he has or hire him to to do artwork because he's really cool <laughs> and that's all i got awesome another one in the bank yeah. yeah we did it i was really nervous guys you did, you did good awesome <laughs> I learned a lot from you, so Dev. Yeah. <laughs> you filled me with your knowledge this time. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, this was a lot of this came from uh, it was a, a British website for Sir Harold Gillies. Uh, Sweet. Like, life and history and the it was actually the history of the Queen's Hospital in Sidcup and yeah, it was it was bizarre. I went down the rabbit hole way too far. Yeah, you did. I, I, I don't even type up notes. I just literally print things off of the internet. Well, I had to, I, I felt I had to have bullet points. Otherwise, I wouldn't yeah. keep track of where I was in the notes. Gotcha. You did awesome. You have okay. like an entire outline. Like You could teach a class. You could. On yeah. outlines? <laughs> On the outlines. Yeah. Um, so what you do is you go into to Microsoft Word. <laughs> and you type up at the top. There's the, uh, the list. And then you tab over and it... It automatically puts it into this format. <laughs> Done. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Awesome job. That's it for this week. Yeah. Huh? Dev the historian. <laughs> yeah. Very very far from the historian. <laughs> I don't even have a degree in that. <laughs> they did awesome. Uh, so signing off this week. I'm the color man, Portly Trike. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and apparently I'm the historian Big Dev. <laughs> <laughs>